Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session. We're calling it Stop Chasing Greased Pigs, Foo-Foo Dust, Shiny Objects, and Tiny Commissions. And please, just plug in. Plug in. I say this quite often, but this session is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I went to bed about... 12.30, 1 o'clock, went to sleep, woke up at 5.45 this morning, and my brain turned on, and I'm not going to be able to shut it off. Didn't sleep real well, had a lot of random thoughts all night. I would w- sleep for a little while, wake up, and I just decided I just got to go ahead, sit down, record this, get it out of my head. You know, because my brain's not going to shut off. But the last seven, eight hours I've had, I've been sleeping and then wake up and have some really discombobulated thoughts, which I need to get rid of so I can start my day. So I'm going to share them with you in this session of the New Era podcast. I hope they will be what somebody needs to hear. And as always, your thoughts and feedback are appreciated. Again, I'm calling this session Stop Chasing Grease Pigs, Foo-Foo Dust, Shiny Objects, and Tiny Commissions, and just get yourself plugged in. Welcome to the New Era of Wealth Building Podcast, formerly the MLMSuccess.com podcast. This show will reveal a new era of team building that has been created by smart contracts on the blockchain and technology that wasn't even available a couple of years ago and most still don't know exist or understand today. We share with you real success stories from real people that are happening right now today. While traditional network marketing companies have fallen into a state of dissipation and delusion, what Mr. Calvert calls a social club, there is one company and organization whose members are progressing and growing their incomes weekly. This organization is led by the host of this podcast, Dale Calvert. Dale has always said that real product and network marketing is people. Dale has always taught, if you build people, people will build the business. We believe network marketing is the number one personal development program on the planet with a compensation plan attached. When you combine wisdom of the ages success principles, proven personal development systems, and a new era opportunity, you have the formula for life-altering success stories. And that is what we share with you in this podcast. So here is your host, who has a goal to develop 500 six-figure earners and 10 millionaires on his team over the next few years. A small-town guy that figured out early in his career that the real product in network marketing is people. And the magic and Ziggs quote, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Dale Calvert. If you haven't figured it out by now, many times these podcast sessions are as much for me as they are you. Uh, sometimes I just need to dump my brain and others I just need to, other times I just need to make sure that the events, uh, in my mind, I'm trying to really document the journey, that the events are being documented. Uh, I feel my personal work ethic is pretty well documented. I mean, I admit to coasting for 15 years on my entrepreneurial journey, 
But since I made the decision to start building teams again about five years ago, the obligation I have always felt to team members kicks kicks my work ethic in. The obligation to others just kicks my work ethic into a different level, a different focus. When I have other people depending on me, I have to give it all I have every single day. In the last 60 days, I've been working at a pace that I can really never, ever remember working at. I mean, I'm really trying to pull out all the stops to help people every way I can not miss the number one income generating opportunity I have seen in my life, one that will probably never happen again. And I know that sounds like BS and hype, but only to those who haven't gotten the facts. The only way possible for the numbers to sound like BS and hype is to those that have never pulled out their calculator and done the calculations. That's it. And so my focus, I got a lot of friends that are just going to flat miss this. It breaks my heart, but there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, but my priority has been trying to help them not miss it. Uh, but, but again, I, you can't push a rope, you know, and I get that. Uh, but more importantly is help every member of our team maximize the time that they have to really fulfill their, their true upside potential in 2023. So it's not just getting them in again, it's keeping them in and helping them move forward. And so not missing it and maximizing my team's time by getting through as many prospects as they can on a daily basis. Those two thoughts have been consuming me the last 60 days. The last quarter of the year, you know, Don's Hallmark business exploded like it does every quarter, last quarter of every year. She's been going nonstop, not to mention, you know, she also uh, had all of her family here for Thanksgiving and for a Christmas event in our home. So we normally have a very hectic routine anyway, and it's been totally disrupted the last 90 days. Totally disrupted. So last night I promised her that I'm going to turn off my phones, I'm going to chill, and we're just going to forget everything and have a night to ourselves. And of course, Right after I make that promise, two things came together that I've been waiting for and I really desperately needed to spend some time on, but I didn't. I didn't. It's seven o'clock. I shut down everything. Uh, we had a wonderful date night and just chilled, uh, last night. And then, uh, I'll get on those projects later on today because the first thing I needed to do was this pod sec podcast section. Uh, but again, all my other priorities today is going to have to be worked around the Kentucky-Tennessee basketball game that happens at noon. Uh, and I'm honestly, you know, I'm looking forward to it, but not really. Uh, and I'll get into that here in a minute. So I didn't sleep very well last night, waking up with thoughts about uh, great thoughts about how thankful I am to be going into 2023 with the best opportunity to create income I've seen in my entire entrepreneurial career. Uh, and I would sleep a little bit and I wake up and I'd be thinking about our awesome team and, you know, how proud I am of, of the people on our team and, and the example that they set. 
and then I'd I'd sleep for a little while, and then I'd wake up again, and uh, I was thinking about the basketball game today and the Kentucky team this year and how the players and especially the fans have seemed to have lost faith and trust in Coach Calipari. And despite his proven track record, that's what kind of blows my mind. It's like there's ups and downs and there's peaks and valleys. And I know Kentucky's supposed to win every game just like Alabama football team is. But you know what? It's That's not the way life works. And sometimes you have to pivot. You have to make adjustments. And I believe Calipari will. He always has. Look at his track record. So that bothers me. And, you know, I'm just hoping they don't get blown off the court today. And then I'd sleep a while and I'd wake up uh, thinking about, the people on our team that I wish had gone through our program in your mind for success course, that they had that foundation. Uh, And the, the good people, the great people we have on our team that I wish had been involved in our culture just a little bit longer so they could trust the process, just trust the process. And then I'd get concerned about those that, may get off the, you know, not have strong enough reasons to stay on the path in 2023 and how I hope that people would just stay on the path. But then I would sleep for a little while and I'd wake up and I'd think about all the people that I have 100% faith, uh, faith and confidence in that wouldn't dare to allow themselves to miss 2023. So that was my night for about five, five and a half hours. That was what was going through my mind, which is the reason for this brain dump. I apologize in advance. The last year and a half since joining iHub Global has been beyond insightful for me. It's been a very learning experience, emotionally, mentally. Uh, I've solidified a lot of ideas that, and, that over the last 18 months, and I've learned a whole lot. And honestly, I'm horrified with three experiences that seem to repeat over and over. And I just got to dump my brain a little bit. But these three realities have become very clear to me over the last 18 months. And number one is the inability for those with leadership titles to pivot. Real leaders pivot. For some reason, team builders, network marketers don't. They'll ride the horse till it's dead. Uh, and I, and I think there's a lot of factors and reasons to go into that, but it's like in the real world, real leaders pivot. The number of people with leadership reputations who are going nowhere, going nowhere in their current company and they know it. Are they on a sinking ship and they know it? Are, are they trying to protect their paycheck and they don't have the ability to pivot and go to work again? Not just for themselves, and this is the key for me, but for their followers, for the people that are they're working with, the people that they're dependent on, to not put them in the best possible place you can for profit. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, the number of people that are per, that perceive themselves as thought leaders and expert team builders who are broke and won't hit the streets and go to work again. It, it really kind of makes me wonder, did they ever really have the work ethic or did they just, you know, pull the, pull the wool over the masses eyes? 
And, and I'm not sure if it comes down to ego or if it's just not knowing. Uh, and, it, and it's disappointing because two, 2023 could be the right of their life. I mean, literally the right of their life and they're going to miss it. And, and I shared with our team on Thursday night, and I believe this 2023 will be the year we'll be talking about for the rest of our life, for the rest of our careers. I really believe that. I, I, you know, and a lot of these people are friends of mine. I like them as human beings. Uh, they're liked within the network marketing circles and niches, but they are afraid to grab this opportunity by the horns and go to work. Alan Knight, one of our leaders, said something not too long ago. He said, the iHub Global opportunity will expose you because you can't hide behind your downline and you can't hide behind the state of the profession. You can't hide. If you're not making money here, it's 100% on you. You can't blame your team because you don't need one. And and that's a great description. And I think that freaks some people out because they are going to be exposed. So, you know, I look about the look at the last couple months of 2022, what's happened for so many of our team members. I mean, I have people that are going to become create a million dollars in income in 2023. Several. And 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 I have a lot of people, dozens that will make more money in 2023 than they have any year of their life. And some of them will be doing it on a part-time basis. But why? Because the opportunity is that good, because their mind is in the right place, their programming is right, and they've become skilled working working uh, over the last three, four, five years. I've been working with some of the, some of these people, and and I'm excited. I'm so excited for our team. And other leaders look back and they think, well, I know that person. How much, how much commissions have they created? Like I had this conversation, I said, right now, based upon the W-2s on the books, they're like $170,000. And they said they created that type of co- commission on the books in 60 days. Yeah, in 60 days. And they know the person. They know that person's never made that type of money in their, in one year in their life. And they said, well, how many people did they recruit? None. Zero. And they just can't wrap their mind around it. And I get it because it's hard to wrap your mind around something that you cannot compare it to because literally it's never existed before. This is unique. It's a new era. It's a new time. So that's the first thing that bothers me. The second thing is the absolute epidemic of shiny odd object syndrome and foo-foo dust seekers that are in the marketplace. It's like people, they, they come here and it's like, well, they're expecting me to do something. I just wanted to hang out in the social club. Well, you, this is not a good fit for you. But, but the number of shiny object syndrome, people that suffer from shiny objects, object syndrome and, and the people that are just constantly searching for the foo foo dust and join every free program they can find. It's horrifying. It's horrifying the number of conversations I've had with excited people that told me all the big things they were going to do who, who quickly 
join the witness protection program and disappear. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I have personally put 415 people in this program in the last 16, 17 months that I've averaged about 24 a month and I'm not actively really trying to recruit. I really don't, I wouldn't care if I didn't sponsor one more person. I really wouldn't. I would prefer not to unless they're ready to run. If they're not ready to run, if they're not ready to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, leave me alone. There's other people that will be happy to sponsor you. You know, our team at this time is approaching about 7,000 people, which in the big picture is really not that many people. It's just not. But but the majority of our people aren't even trying to recruit. Why? Because they don't have to. They can get wealthy with their own personal production. But the number of people that have joined our team and never plugged in, never been on a webinar, never been to our Facebook group, it blows my mind. It, it sincerely blows my mind. I mean, 7,000 people almost. We have 638 in our regular iHub Global Facebook group, and we have 162 in our ERC group. Now, granted, the ERC group's only been up for a month or two, but still, how is that possible? How is that possible? I mean, we have about 70 people a week on our private team calls, and it just kind of blows my mind that people join and don't get plugged in. They don't get focused. And, and, and they're, le- and they've got the greatest opportunity we will probably see in our lifetime. Literally, it's not going to happen again unless there's some type of other, you know, COVID type outbreak. That's the only reason this opportunity even exists was because of COVID and the ERC funds available for businesses. But the number, number of calls I've had in the last 18 months, People saying, Dale, you know, I'm kind of ashamed. I talked to you three years ago, and I was really wanting to do something then, uh, but I'm really ready now. It's like, you don't need to be ashamed. You don't owe me an explanation. The only person you owe an explanation to is the one staring you back in the mirror. I'm always here for people that are ready to run as long as I'm, as I'm, as I'm at it. But I also know on the same token that I will never be able to offer this type of opportunity we have in our hands now, you know, ever again. I don't expect to ever have that type of this type of situation to be available. So if you really are ready to run, now's the time to run. Get rid of there's no need to be ashamed. Let's just go to work. And then again, a lot of those people end up in the witness protection program. You know, I, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they were talking about the Morrison brothers who are also involved in ERC, that they were talking about they have 13,000 affiliates on their personal team. They're not with us. It's just a one-level affiliate program. Uh, and, you know, they 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 start people on a 10% contract. We have a 17% contract, so you can earn almost twice as much. But he said less than 5% of the people of those 13,000, less than 5% have ever uh, booked a call, booked a call, uh, have ever done anything, have ever had any type of production. And the lack of focus and entrepreneurial ADD 
uh, it just blows my mind. You know, I, I was talking with someone that uh, last week and two weeks ago, uh, they took up way too much of my time telling me about their background, their experience, and they've never seen anything like this ERC program. And they've got all these business owners they're going to contact, and they've known for years, and blah, 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 blah. And I, all right, so that was two weeks ago. Last week, I checked in with them. Hey, I haven't seen you on the, you missed the Zoom call. You told me you were going to be there. I looked at my attendance list you weren't there um you haven't plugged you haven't joined the facebook group and introduce yourself like i asked you to did you get the email the getting started email that i showed you because you haven't even set up an account uh, on our private team website and he said you know i called a couple of business owners and their cpas told them that they weren't eligible and i said well that's the best lead you can have is if somebody's cpa told them they weren't they weren't eligible because 90% of these people are. He said, well, I just kind of got discouraged. And he said, Dale, I think I'm just going to make a shift. He said, I, I just didn't, I've just bought a course yesterday. It cost me $4,997. And I think I'm just going to focus on how to learn and how to make money with this new chat GPT program. I said, what? I said, well, good luck with that. And I just hung up and, and, and it, it just, it, it just floored me. And I just had to take a few seconds and get my breath after that. Now look, chat GPT. It's not a network marketing company, direct sales company. It's software. Some of you know about it. Some of you don't. It's fascinating. It's the hot buzz thing right now. People are trying to figure out how to make money with it, but I don't know anybody that has a track record of making money with it. I, I know there's a lot of theories out there. They're theories. You know, a year from now, then there'll probably be somebody with track record and there'll still be much opportunity left. And if you wanted to, to invest $4,997 at that time, that might be an intelligent move, but it's a stupid move right now. And I hope you're listening to this podcast because you know who you are. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You've got the number one income generator ever in the history of America in the palm of your hand, and you're jumping on something that's unknown, unproven, probably has phenomenal upside potential, but there's nobody. Everybody's teaching theory on how to make money, but there's nobody that has the documentation that says, yes, I've done it. Makes no sense. What's wrong with people? What's wrong with people? It's like they're chasing the greased pig at the county fair. And I did a whole podcast about this, I think. But, you know, the greased pig, as long as you're chasing the dollar, you'll never capture the dollar. It's a greased pig. It's a greased pig. It slips right through your hands. You stop, take a breath, develop yourself first, your own foundation, your own Success principles, wisdom of the ages, ideas, get those internalized. And once you have those, then you're going to have a much deeper awareness when you're looking at opportunities. You're going to be able to see the red flags a lot quicker. 
and you can devote your time, energy, and effort on something that actually makes sense, not chasing these, you know, low commission. Uh, then that's the other thing. These low commission, these 10, 20, $30 commissions, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I had a brief email with a friend of mine and said, you know, I've had, I don't know how many people join you. I said, that's awesome. How much money are they making? How much money are you making? It's a free program to join. Don't you realize there's people that look on the internet every day and join every free program they can find? I mean, come on. Come on. What are people thinking? And, and again, people suffer from entrepreneur ADD, the shiny object syndrome. And it just really bothers me because I think it's almost become habitual to join things and do nothing with them, to buy courses and let them sit. And my philosophy is find the right culture of winners and just plug in, plug in. You know, I don't know. And said, well, Dale, what are y'all going to do after this ERC is over? I said, Loop is going to be, we'll have a great run with Loop. And who knows? I mean, we might go together and buy a, a Motel 6, you know, as a group, you know, have different investors that invest in Motel 6. We might set up crypto mining farms. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. But I know when you find people that are, have got the right work ethic and the skill sets and the mindsets, you, and they don't need the money, you can have a lot of fun, a lot of fun being an entrepreneur. But a new era is here, and there's a new type of team that's being built. And I don't think it's well-defined yet, but I, I, I'm hoping to help define what that's going to look like down the road. I don't know. I don't know. But it's different when you're working with people that have understood that you have, you're not successful until you don't need the check or the profits from your business to live a comfortable lifestyle. When you have enough money coming in through income generating assets where you don't have to worry about that, there's a new type of team being developed in this new era of entrepreneurs, in my opinion. So I've shared with you the first two realities that hit that really hit home with me in the last 18 months. Number one is the inability for people with leadership titles to pivot. And number two, uh, the epidemic of shiny object syndrome, foo-foo dust seekers, and those spending time, energy, and effort on for pennies, for pennies. So... Number three is is very it's it's personal. It's deeply personal. I'm going to share with you some things that most people would probably advise me against. I'll name a few names. Uh, I'm doing so because some of the names I mention, many that will be here in this podcast, are are, are people that I would call they're in my uh, obsessed inner circle. Okay, and they'll know who I'm speaking of and and they will observe them as I have. And my commitment is to my people. And I believe by naming names, they'll know some of these people and I'll be able to get a, they'll be able to get a deeper understanding of what I'm going to attempt to explain in this last section. And I'm calling it the ability to gain the trust of the lone wolf. 
the ability to gain the trust of the lone wolf. And lone wolf is just a term. It, it really means three percenter for those of you that understand that. And this is deeply personal to me. And honestly, it's the reason that I retired from building teams at age 39 and coasted for 15 years with the commitment to myself to never under any circumstance take on the emotional stress that I put on myself when building a team. And some of you know how close Don and I are to Gordy and Kelly Alderson. We've been friends for many years, and we've grown even a lot closer over the past couple of years. And I work with a lot of people. Uh, that I care deeply about, that I have very close bonds with. And of course, you know, Kamala and Alan and, uh, Shelly Giddings. And, you know, I've known Dave Trility for 25 years and Michael Penland for many, many years. And I could go on and on and on, but you get the idea. There's a lot of you. And, and if I didn't mention your name, it doesn't mean you weren't, you di- I, I didn't think about you, Bernadette or whoever. There's so many. But I have a lot of good relationships with a lot of people. And I want you to think about this. In 1999, I had a group of people that I cared about, just like the people I've mentioned. And uh, only the organization was 10 times bigger, literally 10 times bigger and, than the team that we have right now. And the relationships meant just as much to me then the personal relationships to me meant just as much as they do to me right now. The difference was, again, the team was over 60,000, not 7,000. And we already had developed about 200 six figure earners and three millionaires and tens of thousands of families would never be the same because of the wisdom of the ages principles that had been shared. And that's the most important thing, the personal growth they experienced, the self-awareness, and then the retail profits they were earning every every week to help their monthly family budgets. So we had a lot of people making money. Some people were making a few hundred a month. Some were making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month. And so just stop for a minute and try to get that picture. Okay. Try to get that picture. I'm, I'm trying to dump some things here. Uh, but if you get that picture, I mean, I was living in a 17,000 square foot home, uh, flying around every week to events on a private plane. Our limo driver, uh, picked up my daughters, took them to school and picked them up from their private school every day. Uh, I had gr- a growing net worth of over $5 million and my commitment to my team was the same as it is today. None of that changed nothing. Uh, my commitment to the people was the same as it is today and it, and it's, and as it will always be. It's just who I am. It's just in my DNA. I couldn't get rid of it if I wanted to and I've tried. But you know, some rappers, I don't know who it was, but some rapper had it right when he said, more money, more problems. I think it was Biggie. More money, more problems. And the truth is, I was determined and strong-willed, as, as determined and strong-willed then as I am now. And I wasn't prepared for all this. I mean, I had read dozens and dozens of books and spent thousands of hours on Wisdom of the Ages training on how to build my skill sets and my leadership abilities and my attitude to that level. 
but nobody was there to tell me how to handle the unexpected situations once you get to that level. And, you know, people I had known all my life started treating me different. And, and I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like it. Friends from high school and people I went to church with and so on and so forth, I'd known for years. Not entrepreneurs, just friends. You know, Joe Walsh had it right. He really did. Every time I hear this song, it sends chills through me because it's so true. You know, what does he say? It's tough to handle this fortune and fame. Everybody's so different. I haven't changed. So to compound the challenges, our infomercial at the time was running all over the United States. So I had strangers walking up to me in airports, and I'm sitting down trying to have a meaningful conversation with a team member and walking up to me in restaurants trying to strike up a conversation. And quite frankly, it just I don't like that. I'm a private person. I'm a reserved person. I love people, but nothing bothers me more than small talk and fluff communications that mean nothing and are going nowhere. I mean, I had people connect, contacting me every single day, trying to pitch their investments or asking for money for their charities and for their nonprofits. And the number of people that were trying to climb in my back pocket with their new software product or training program for network marketers, it was just overwhelming. People were offering me master distributorships every week, uh, million-dollar sign-on bonuses. but And, and it was something that was totally unexpected. And, and, and But my loyalty was to our team. Uh, the owner of our company was a buffoon that I had to try to cover up all the time. Uh, he got so disengaged. Uh, you know, he decided he was going to go in the horse business and he was going to have a horse in the Kentucky Derby. And believe me, the horse traders in Kentucky saw this, this moron coming. He, they did. And I mean, and I could go on and on there. I'm not going to, but let me just, I can just put it this way. Some of you remember in the, uh, uh, mid nineties, the Nigerian prince money scam that was going around and we've got to get this money it's got this dye on it and i need money to get to get the dye off and i'm going to split you know 48 million dollars with you blah 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 y'all y'all remember if you're old enough it was everywhere it was all over the internet when email first came out aol was full of this yes he fell for it so when I say gullible moron, I am not exaggerating at all. But he came across like a, a nice human being, which he was. Very nice person. Uh, uh, kiss babies, you know, a former preacher. I mean, a, 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 a nice human being, but a gullible moron. Uh, so, I mean, some of you heard the Cedric or seen the Cedric Penn video on YouTube. Uh, the title of it is You Keep That Which You Give Away. And if you haven't, it's probably worth seeing. I'll put the description in the, uh, 
and, and, and I'll put the link in the description. But and some of you have heard that, and you've heard the story. He was actually featured. Cedric was featured on one of these podcasts. I, I, I'm, I'll put that in the description as well. But there were hundreds of Cedric pins from dozens of companies calling me every day, looking for advice, stopping by the office every week, wanting to try to talk to me. Uh, my, my leaders were calling me all hours of the night because they knew I would answer, and that was really the only time they could reach me. Again, I was not ready for all this. And some of our leaders couldn't get along with each other. They were jealous of each other. Uh, and there were a few lone wolves that had conformed to the culture that we created. This is important. They conformed to the culture we created because it was the, in their best interest financially. But they didn't really believe it. And they never let wisdom of the ages principles get from their hard head to their heart. They, they never became part of who they were. They could talk the talk, but they had not let it sink in and become part of who they were. And then others had abandoned their teams, wouldn't return their phone calls. They spent all the day in their new lake house in the summer, or many of them, we had a lot of golfers for some reason, and a lot of them were playing golf every day. And then myself and a couple of our leaders knew the game wasn't won yet. And we were desperately trying to develop the second wave of leaders. And we had some really good leaders coming down that road. But we had no help from the owner of the company and many of the lone wolves with their leadership titles, but not really understanding the leadership philosophies. I mean, honestly, uh, these people, they had people on their team that understood more about the whole leadership development philosophy than they ever will. And that's just the truth. So the stories I could tell you would blow your mind. I mean, Rod Stewart had it right. Rod Stewart. I said, who? I said, Joe Walsh had it right. Rod Stewart had it right when he saying, I wish I knew then what I know now. Man, if I knew then what I know now. So true. Uh, I was simply not ready to handle all these unforeseen problems. Uh, long story short, I made a very public uh, mistake in my personal life. Had nothing to do with my commitment to our people and our business, but probably just the whole state of stress that I was under. And at the time, uh, right when all that was going on, the head, our head accountant scheduled time with me and we had a meeting and he told me, he said, Dale, the owner was, they're using sales from this month to pay last month's commissions. They're not taking the, the, the profits from last month and paying commissions. They're using the sales from this month. And if you know anything about network marketing, and finance, that scared me to death because he was putting my future, the future of all our team on the line, and we've got to get this straightened out and straightened out quick. I mean, like immediately. And long story short, that is when I call it war, World War Three broke out. It was pandemonium chaos, he said, she said, blah, 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 blah. 
and and the whole company started to just just this disrupt major disruption at World War Three, and leaders that I loved, I saw them move into this self-preservation mode. Like I couldn't believe it's like, are we? You know, it, you know, Ron is the preacher the, who kisses babies, and that's what they saw from their end. Those that were around him every day knew the difference, and I could I could tell them about the Nigerian scam, uh, and give them the documented proof, but none of them would have believed it. Do you hear what I just said? See, none of them would have believed it because his persona was what we created. Uh, but the nationals, the top people in the company, knew he 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 went got off our leadership call. You know, um, a year after the company started, we're three years in. He hadn't been on a leadership call in two years. He doesn't even have a clue what's going on because he's too busy trying to get his Kentucky Derby horse. Again, I could go on and on. I'm not going to. But the lawsuit started to fly. And I could talk for hours about what I learned during this period, which it was almost like I was in a haze. Uh, and I do really feel like I had a, a, a mental breakdown. Uh, I think if it, if my mind wasn't programmed at the level it was, I don't know if I would have made it through that time. Uh, lawsuits started to fly. And finally, when it was all said and done, I had started another company and actually sold it. Uh, and it, Two years after World War II started, it finally ended. And I made the decision never to build a network marketing team again. I don't want that sense of responsibility in my life. And at that time, it was really good for me because the entire profession was moving into a state of speculation with the World Wide Web, as they called it. Uh, and the writing was on the wall. And I talk about the state of speculation which leads to dissipation, which it did in network marketing. And I, again, I didn't understand all this at the time. And this is, these are ideas that I've learned since, but I can look back and identify it. Uh, and, you know, in, in the, the webinar, we did a critical message to network marketers. You know, we explain all this. The link is momhelp.com forward slash critical, but I'll put it in the description. And as I've stated on this podcast many times, in my opinion, the profession has now moved out of a state of dissipation to a state of full-blown delusion, just delusional. And network marketing is no longer a business. It's a giant social club operated by people with leadership titles that uh, are afraid to make a pivot for themselves and their teams. So two years after all this had started, I'd started and sold an MLM company myself, spent countless number of hours, countless number of hours, wasted time in courtrooms. Uh, I ended up having three lawsuits. I won all three. Uh, but I made the decision never to build a network marketing team again, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees, and it was a dang mess. And honestly, guys, it's only by the grace of God that I'm even here now at this point in my career, able to participate 
and the greatest financial independence opportunity we'll probably see in our lifetime. And from time to time, you know, I'll refer about, I'll say something about people that I can get in the foxhole with and go to battle with. And that experience is why it means so much to me. That experience, my early experience. And I, I left that experience really the best way I can explain it is feeling like I went through 28 divorces at the same time. I mean, I love those people, but I discovered that self-preservation means more than loyalty to most people. And it just is what it is. So I ended up basically being forced out, and within six months, the company was gone after they got rid of me. Uh, the idiots, uh, you know, you, you can't you can't change the philosophy of people. You know, they brought somebody in who had never built a team, and he said, I'm going to double your income in the next 90 days. And the ones that were left at the event all started cheering. And, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was, it was unbelievable. Let me move on. But I, I honestly can't believe that I maintained sanity during that time. And that may be arguable. That may be arguable, but honestly, it affected me at some level that I'll, I'll, in some levels, in some ways that I'll never recover from. I'll never, I'll never get past. And, uh, you know, Kid Rock had it right. Kid Rock had it right. Only God knows why. Only God knows why. I love that song. And that speaks to that time and period. And I understand that I'm not normal. My mental, psychological makeup is just different. Some of you probably saw that or heard that for the first time, maybe, when I interviewed Kamala Robinson for this podcast, because it was all I could do, you know, not to start crying like a baby in the middle of her interview. I mean, when she's talking, an unexpected flood of emotion hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, it really did, because I knew that the Kamala Robinson that had started down this entrepreneurial path with me about five years ago when I, the first time I ever met her. I mean, if I had to break down the fundamental philosophy of everything we do and everything we teach, uh, it would be these five principles. They're the foundation for everything. If, 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 if this isn't in place, then none of, nothing else matters. And number one is you are where you are in your life because of what's gone into your mind. And the only way, only way to change where you are is to change what goes into your mind. And it's, it's called self-awareness. It's a, it's a deep dose of self-awareness. That statement changed my life. When I heard Zig in the basement at IBM say that, my life's not been the same since that moment in time. That's the foundation. So you got it. So it's about taking responsibility for what goes into your mind. Number two, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Again, from Zig, from Zig, the Bible says, he that wishes to be great, let them be the servant of many, the servant of many. Help other people get what they want. That's another. That's the second thing. Number three is there ain't no foo-foo dust. There's reasons people fail and there's reasons people succeed. I call these wisdom of the ages principle 
And you can either implement them, internalize them first. See, most of you, many of you listening, you aren't taking the time to internalize these principles. But internalize them and then implement them. Knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. So you got to implement them in your life or you don't. And the truth is, formal education will make you a living. If you become self-educated, you can create a fortune. If you build people, people will build the business. Network marketing is the greatest personal development program on the planet with a compensation plan attached. And some people, many people, most people that have joined this profession miss the number one reward, which is the personal development. That's just the truth. Number four, if people want what you're selling, you'll get rich. The market dictates your true upside potential. This is a philosophy philosophy that I've really solidified over the last year or so. Uh, the number of talented people that are focused on making a few dollars instead of building financial independence just kind of blows my mind. And again, I talk about it in the podcast. I think it was called Tripping Over Financial Independence to Get to Dollars. And uh, I'll put the link as well in the, in the description. But I don't care how much you love your product. I don't care what it's done for other people. I don't. I don't care if it brought your Uncle Harry back from the dead. I'm, I'm thankful that Uncle Harry came back from the dead. And I'm glad that you love your product and I'm glad that you love your company. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy for you that you think your compensation plan is the best in the world. But the bottom line is all that can be true. And if the marketplace out there doesn't care, the market doesn't care. And if you're marketing a product or service that's being driven by distributors instead of end users, instead of customers, did you hear what I just said? Is your, is your market being driven by distributors in the company or by customers and end users? Because if it's not being driven by customers and end users, then you're in the wrong program. Period. End of story. And the last thing, one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard in my life is the foundation for everything that we do, and that is hell starts when the person you are meets the person you could have become. That's from Helen Keller. And I understand most people are going to die with their music still in them. Seventy percent of the people are going to die, uh, you know, and never achieve any type of upside potential. Wistful regret is a real thing. You know, life is God's gift to us, and what we do with it is our gift to Him. And when it's all said and done, uh, we lived our life as a giver or a taker, one or the other. We made a positive impact on other people while we were here or we didn't. And, you know, say, well, Dale, you're getting old. All old people say that. I I was saying that when I was 25. Philosophy hadn't changed. Truth is truth. And I said all that to say this. And if I'm getting too personal with all this, I apologize. I just need to dump my brain this morning. So the third reality that I've come to in the past 18 months, and I don't know if it's, if it's a reality as much as it is a personal concern, but it's the ability to gain trust of the lone wolf. And namely, you know, my personal ability, because I'm not very good at it. And I, I think 
when I look at all the attacks on Coach Calipari the last two or three weeks, this idea has gotten even deeper for me and made me a little, maybe a little bit gun shy. So I'm really watching what he's doing, what he's saying, how he's handling all the negativity in this situation. Uh, so I'm paying close attention so I can, so I can learn. And, you know, I look at the history of John Calipari and I, I, and I, I didn't like John Calipari at all before he, when he came to Kentucky. I didn't like him at all. I, I thought it was a terrible hire. But again, I'm, I'm looking at the headlines. I'm not, I'm not, I never really have heard, had heard him talk, him personally. I never really heard him speak. Uh, and then, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, great documentaries that have come out, you know, about where this guy really lives, what he really thinks, where his focus really is. And I respect him more as much as, as anybody. I mean, he brought Kentucky back to prominence. I mean, people forget what we were dealing with before Cal got here. Uh, you know, and, and since 2009, we've gone to four final fours since 2009. We have a national championship. We won more games during his time at Kentucky than any other college or university. And here's the, here's the reality. He's put more kids in the NBA by far than any other college basketball program. His focus is about helping the kids get what they want. When, when, after our national championship year and we had five, ki- five, five players go in the first round, he said it was the greatest day in the history of Kentucky basketball and people went berserk. They went berserk. We're losing all our players. Nobody's coming back. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, look, it's not about you. It's not about the fans. It's not about the alumni. It's not even about the university. The focus of this team is about doing what's best for this, for these kids, for this team. And he said it. He could have gotten fired, but, but it was the truth. It's where he lived. And I've respected that from day one because that's sincerely, he's not talking the talk. His, his, his track record is, if you look at it, is what it is. And the fact that people can just be so cruel at this point and not give the guy the benefit of the doubt, it blows my mind. Listen, this has been a rough year. I mean, today we play Tennessee at Tennessee. They're, they're a great team. And, and I, I can't stand Tennessee. Every time I hear Rocky Top, it, I want to throw up in my mouth. I, I, we've been rivals from my entire life because we're a border state and we always will be. And other than Louisville and Duke, Tennessee, I mean, I just can't stand anything about it. I like their coach. I think he's a good man. But other than that, there's nothing about that orange that I like. And here's the real, and we, we've owned them. We've owned them in basketball. They've never, I mean, we just have my whole life. But South Carolina beat us at home last week. South Carolina, nobody beats Kentucky at home on our court. We got beat last week. 
we've lost some terrible games this year that we should not have lost, but some we should have lost, and we did lose, and we're having a rough, rough year so far, so far. South Carolina beat us at home. Tennessee beat South Carolina at South Carolina by 43 points. They ran them off the court. Tennessee is playing on all cylinders. They look great. And, and this, our team, we, we have as much or more talent than Tennessee, but we don't know how to play together. We can't get along. It appears on the court and we got to pull this together. And, and Kentucky fans, not real fans, but they call themselves fans have just lost all faith. Lost all faith. You know, last week, you know, there's been rumors that Calipari is going to leave Kentucky and go to Texas and then they'll be sorry. But last week you had some moron sitting in Rupp Arena with the sign saying, Cal, go to Texas. Now, in my mind, he should have been hung up. That They should have booed him out of Rupp Arena, but a lot of people were cheering the guy on. It made national news. When things are going good, everybody loves you. But when challenges come, people quickly move into a state of self-preservation. Self-preservation. And Dale Calvert, Dale Calvert always is, is, and always will be in John Calipari's foxhole. I'm with him in the foxhole. I have enough faith in this guy. I've seen his track record. I know where his focus is. It's on the right things. And I'm in his foxhole. And to get rid of him and bring in anybody else would be a major mistake. So never try to explain yourself. Your friends don't need an explanation and your enemies aren't going to believe you anyway. But there's a difference when those that you were loyal to and who you thought were loyal to you turn on you. When Kentucky fans turn on Cal like they have. But we see it in sports. We see it in life. We see it in business every day. And this is an emotional, psychological challenge uh, for for a lot of people. You know, how do you deal with that type of betrayal in my mind? And, and, and again, that's why I'm watching him and what he's saying. And, you know, he says, hey, we're going to break out. This team will break out. It may not be against Tennessee, but I promise you I believe in these kids. They have the talent. They're going to play together. And this team will break out. And he said that, and I believe I believe that as well. I have from the beginning. So who knows how all this is going to all play out when it's all said and done. But there's there's really, once you get to a certain level of recognition and success, and then people, you have to deal with things that you're not used to dealing with, and you have to deal with people that will stab you in the back and people that – you know, were your best friend one day, and then when when their check drops by $700 in a month, they're calling you wanting to know why their check's dropped, and it's because you've been on the dang lake fishing for the last year. For the last year. That's why. I mean, I mean, so there's not been a lot written to help people in these type of situations because, honestly, most people will never find themselves in that type of situation. They'll never need guidance, direction, because they'll never be there. So there's not been a lot written about it. Most has been written about how do you get to that situation. You know, my friend Glenn Turner went through this. 
I mean, he ended up spending time in jail because some of his closest friends and business associates set him up in hopes that they could take over what he had built. How naive is that? How naive is that? It's not going to happen. You know, the first words Glenn Turner ever said to me when I met him the first time, he said, the preacher stabbed you in the back, didn't he? He was a superhuman being and highly aware. In my New Image days, there were, you know, articles written about Del Calvert is the next Dexter Yeager and the Del Calvert's the next Glenn Turner, blah, blah, blah. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, I have to be me. You have to be you. That's it. We are nobody but ourselves. And being the best version of ourselves is what this is all about. I mean, I try to be the my best to stay at an even pace. I don't read my negative clippings and I don't read my positive clippings. And yes, I am a competent person when it comes to developing teams and on specific personal development subjects, but I stay in my lane. I don't talk about that, which I know nothing about. I'm a listener. I'm a sponge. The ability to gain trust of the lone wolf is namely, uh, namely me, my ability is something that I'm, I'm very concerned with at this point because of the background and, and because of what I witness and see. So moving forward in 2023, it's going to be a year. I know that this team will be talk. My team will be talking about the rest of our life. I know that. And after that, I have faith that I have global will continue to bring us cutting edge products and services that people want and that we can take to the marketplace. And again, if people want what you're selling, you'll get rich. It's just a law. It's just the way it's set up. It's one of my top five fundamental principles. And, you know, we'll have a great run with Loop after the ERC is over. And, and some are still crushing it right now within the Loop market. I mean, Carlos, little 23-year-old guy I met a couple years ago out in Colorado, he jumped to number 18 on the Loop leaderboard uh, last month. And we have people like uh, Rob, Rob Renner down in Alabama, that's doing an awesome job getting loot boxes in businesses every single week. So the future with iHub is bright. Hey guys, I got a few more things I need to share with you. So we're just going to pick this up next week for part two. Um, but before I let you go, I do want to remind you that Programming Your Mind for Success is open. Programmingyourmind.com I think we've got it scheduled to close on the 22nd of January at midnight. I, I can't, don't hold me to that. I'm not sure. Uh, but a lot of you were asking. I know a lot of you have already uh, gone through the workshop and become members of that community. I appreciate you. Thanks for being with us. Uh, but I did want to make that announcement. Programmingyourmind.com. Uh, we open it once a year, normally in December, but been so crazy this year we didn't get it done until now. It's open it at the time uh, we at the time of this recording. It will shut down very soon. You guys have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world, and I will be back with you next week for part two of this session. Have a great week. Did you enjoy this story? 
then you will probably enjoy some of the other sessions of this podcast. You can visit MLMSuccess.com and see a full playlist of the podcast since the day we started. Would you like to put some faces with the voices? Then search for Dale Calvert MLM Success Podcast on YouTube and follow us there. Please leave a comment on YouTube and let our special guests know how their story inspired you or affected you. Dale spends most of his social media time in private groups he has founded, but you can follow his public Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. And of course, your comments and feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you access this podcast is always appreciated. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week and share with you another real success story that is happening right now in this new era of wealth creation that most still don't know exist yet.